Well, this Mark from this is Mark from MK Ultrafilm. How's it going? And this is Killian from MK Ultrafilm. How are you doing? Oh, changing it up. Yeah, I thought, you know, we always say how's it going and I thought, how are you doing? Because I'm more interested in how people are doing rather than how things are going. Because you, you bloody know how it's going with all the, all the news. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to not know how it's going, mm. to be honest. I don't want to know how things are going. I want to know how people are doing. I want to know if you're feeling good, if you're feeling bad, what movies you're watching. That's what I want to know. Yep. It's, um, I, I want to find like a, I'd like if there's a website that just said what you can't do. Cause like, that's just the news that I kind of want right now. Here yeah. are the things that you can't do right now. Yeah. And then don't listen to anything else. Yeah. Cause th- there's kind of confusion about like, can I go outside uh, with my mates or mm. can I be two meters apart from them? My girlfriend was just in the park, um, in the Phoenix park in Dublin, Anna, and she, uh, was walking along and some, uh, park ranger, I think it was just a guardie, drove very far away up to her and said, you're not going to be petting those deers, are you? And she was like, no, why would I pet the deers? And he's like, all right, good. No petting the deers. Just do your walk and go home. Mm, so yeah. I think maybe the, the, the groups not of... Not allowed to do that. The groups, of, <laughs> the groups of, of two or more, that counts for like any mammal, any vertebrate species. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he wasn't just talking about humans. He wasn't, he wasn't talking about bipods. He was talking about mammals as a whole. And so therefore, if she met up with the deers, <laughs> she would in fact be breaking the group uh, yeah. rule and was therefore liable to be uh, criminally uh, taken in. Yeah, thrown in a prison. <laughs> I listened to a. It was funny. I listened to a, a, a podcast there, The Economist, um, and I can't remember what it was called, but it was about it was about Corona. And at the end, they got all the Economist editors to say what they'd been doing uh, to like pass the time. And one of them was like, "Well, I spend a lot of time with words, but to really understand an object, you must paint it." So I've been going back to painting. And another guy was like, "Well, I've 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 been really enjoying watching crime dramas in obscure foreign languages." And then another guy was like, "Me and my son have decided to try and create our own strategy board game." And I was like, "Fucking hell!" Like, I just sit around. <laughs> I've been sitting on my ass. <laughs> Yeah. I scrolled on Instagram like, for 14 hours yesterday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got very, very sweaty. <laughs> I've drank at least three cans of beer every afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it is a, the drinking is a weird one, isn't it? Like, yeah. have you done any of the Skype, the Skype beers or anything like it that? It kind of stresses me out. I did, I did join in, but then I had to leave. It's just kind of a bit shouty and... Uh, yeah, it'd be a bit stressful. Um, but I think I haven't done a proper one with with me mates. I haven't done one with me mates. Yeah. Um, but I, I kind of joined in one, and uh, I was like, "This is chaotic. Lots of people drunk." It was also people. It was kind of a chat roulette thing where it was people you didn't know, mm. and there was a Scottish guy uh. Uh, who was on like heavy drugs by himself in the apartment, and it was just kind of a bit dark. <laughs> Yeah, Jesus, you wouldn't want that at all. No, it wasn't very good. The, the, oh, fuck. <laughs> the, what what platform was this where it was like chat roulette, but your friends mixed in with... It was with, called um, LonelyScotsman.com. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just tunes you in with a, a random Scotsman. Yeah. <laughs> the... <laughs> Do you remember? Uh, do you remember that platform where where it was an alarm clock, but the way it worked was a random person somewhere in the world would just ring you at a scheduled time. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a weird one. And people that was wake a cool each idea, other up actually. and stuff. Yeah, that's kind of a good concept. So like, someone in like Japan or something could just ring you and go like, "Killian, wake up." <laughs> that's oh, crazy. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Komodo, not today. <laughs> <laughs> the um the yeah, the the the, the Skype like drinking mm-hmm. is also strange cuz like 
there, there's like a real like you're you're having a good time if it is going well. I do, I have been in ones that are stressful where lots of yeah. people are talking, um, but when when it's quite small and you're having a nice time, but then when you finally log off, it's such a it's such a, a silence. Then it's just like oh phew. yeah 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 yeah. You know what I mean? I know that everyone's like yeah yeah bye 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 bye. You know, <laughs> it's just like it's just done. Back and to my like, oh, now, darkness. <laughs> yeah, now I'm back and alone. It's also so funny because like my bed, like I'm sleeping down in the shed now. So I'm on the laptop and then you're 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 drinking away. And then I can literally just turn and walk like three paces and, and lie down and go to sleep, which is kind of strange. <laughs> There's very little like uh, yeah. transaction costs. But overall, I've been um, doing good. Um mm. I've been watching a lot of movies. Uh, I'm getting a, a Actually, lot in. Before before we uh, get into the actual reviews, I watched um, Porco Rosso last night. Oh, Emer did too. I was messaging Emer about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you think about Porco it's, Rosso? Oh man, it's so good. Isn't like it? I oh, bloody loved it. It's brilliant. I, I think it's my favorite. I think it's my favorite one of of his. Mm-hmm. It's it's very um as as Dara said the uh the stakes are extremely low like yeah, very yeah. little really happens like yeah 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 it's it's just you know he has to he has to do what he has to do and it's just you know I don't know like the, the baddies become the goodies really so... easily like within a matter of thirty seconds the baddies just become the goodies and the baddie yeah 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 chat, chats to him all the time and they're kind of friends so it's not really yeah, there's yeah. no stakes at all. Yeah, it's more just kind of like a playful little competition or like a kind of a a, a, a yeah. thing they just do to pass the time just because that's what mm. they do in the strange little society of planes <laughs> that they live in. The 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 kind of world of the film is so funny, like yeah. just the world of cruise ships and planes. Yeah. There's just tons of ferries and tons of planes. <laughs> and little girls <laughs> who can who are there to be kidnapped. <laughs> The, the, I found that so funny the opening scene where the the little girls are like, "Are you kidnapping us?" and they're like, "Yes, yes," and they're just like, "Okay," you know. <laughs> they're really they, excited. They're like, "Woo, we're getting kidnapped!" <laughs> and the pilots yeah, yeah. are like, "Oh my it's god, so this is good. so annoying." Yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, it's it was it was really good. It also obviously, as as you said in your review, it just looks so good, and the planes mm-hmm. look so nice, and mm. he's such an honorable uh, pig. I love how it never really goes too much into um how he became a pig as well yeah, I know. it's like he's a pig and that's it and no one else is a pig it's just him and you're just like all right okay yeah no you don't really no need one to know like has pig uh qualities but he it's it's there's no magicians there's no there's no magic there's nothing like that there's just no one, one man who's a pig and it doesn't need to be explained yeah, 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 I really recommend it. watching that one. It's also uh, nice and short. I think it's like an hour 30 or something. Um, it's the perfect 90 minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. really, really good. It's an, it's like it's not enough time for it to ever lose any yeah. momentum or anything. Not that it's like a particularly like high energy <laughs> film, but like <laughs> it's uh, it's just, you know, yeah, it's it's really good. Also really want to dress up as Porco Loco. <laughs> yeah. Porco Loco, Porco Rosso. Porco Bingo Loco is a takeaway Porco in Salorgan. <laughs> yeah. Porco Loco was this disgusting Mexican takeaway in Stalorgan. It was very bad. Lots of lots of sharp cheddar cheese melted onto really bad burritos. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not a good indication of the film Porco Rosso, which was uh which was no. great. The, f- um, the food and that actually looks quite delicious. Well, speaking of food, uh, the film that you're about to review, um, food is an integral part of it. Um, the film mm-hmm. you're going to review is Platform, is. a recent Netflix film. Mm-hmm. Yes, very good. The uh, yeah, I watched Platform. <laughs> it was it, it's rare that I would uh, it's rare that I'd open up Netflix and like the the film that's the home film or like the film that's on the home screen is just like. I just mm-hmm. go, yep, I'll just watch that. But that's kind of uh, mm-hmm. what um, what we did. I watched it. It was mine and Emer's anniversary. So we had, we both got sushi in our respective countries. So Emer lives in Berlin. Hey, congrats. Congratulations. That's so Thank amazing. You. Emer got, Emer ordered sushi. I ordered sushi. We tried to order the same thing. What's that? One year? 
two years it's uh it's our it's our two-year anniversary yep and uh <laughs> and yeah we ordered the same sushi and we watched the same movie on netflix party and the, the film was the platform so here is what i thought of it so i just watched the platform um a new film that just popped up on my netflix feed that i thought looked interesting um it's a spanish movie the premise is like People are in a kind of a prison and the prison seems to be made up of like a ton of floors. Um, and there's a hole. So you're in a, in a cell with another person and there's a hole in the middle, but there's quite a big drop between, between each floors and the cells are all stacked on top of each other. And um, basically the people at the top, so food goes from top to bottom on this like elevator and uh, food goes in at the top and then, you know, level one gets you know, a big kind of banquet thing and then it goes down to level two. Level two get whatever level one is left over. Level three get whatever level two has left over, blah, 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 blah. And down and down and down. Um, It's kind of like, yeah, like at first I was like, oh, that's a pretty cool concept. But then I was like, it's kind of just like, um, you know, Snowpiercer, where like Snowpiercer is like a long train and like, lower class people are at one end and then upper class people are at the other end and it it gets more and more and then there's like a I think there's a JG Ballard book which I've never read called High Rise where there's like high rise apartments with poor people at the bottom and rich people at the top it's a uh, it's like not that it's not that new of a concept and I've and like I actually liked the film it was good you know it was it was fine it was a bit stupid but it was really kind of it was really heavy handed in like <laughs> being like, oh, the rich are rich and the poor are poor. Like it was, there was just so much like the, the protagonist going like, why don't we just save our food for the people below us? And like, like real dumb shit. Like he'd be like trying to talk to the people below him and the cellmate would be like, you shouldn't talk to the people on the lower level. And then you go like, okay. I'll, and he'd like, and then he'd speak upwards. And then the guy would be like, the people on the level up don't want to listen to you and stuff. And it's like, ah, uh, this is all a bit like, yeah, come on. You know, it's just a bit like they're really, you know, it could have been a cool idea if they kind of left it maybe a bit more subtle. Although maybe the idea in itself isn't subtle at all, is it? Um, and I also think I watched it, had it been in English and not in Spanish, would I have watched it? You know, I, th- I think like for ideas like that, I don't know if it's just me, but I certainly give a certain amount of more leeway to foreign films. I'm like, oh, maybe they'll put a weird spin on it or something. Whereas if I saw that and it was like an American production and I and I heard the premise, I'd be like, fuck that, that sounds stupid. Um, I think it will really get like the kind of, this is me being pretentious now, but the kind of, whoa, Black Mirror is fucking so crazy. You know, that kind of <laughs> that kind of gang. People who are really like, fuck, did you see that episode of Black Mirror yesterday? Fucking, whoa. <laughs> whoa, made me want to never use my cell phone again. <laughs> whoa, rich people are rich and poor people are poor. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. It, you know, it was, it was fine. I watched it. It's, a, it's 90 minutes long. Hey. You know, nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. There you go. That was uh <laughs> yeah, sorry, I was being a bit being a bit of a being a bit of a pretentious shithead there, but the uh it's it is what I, really I think. I like that review. <laughs> the uh like so I, I was actually thinking about it when I was listening to, to my thoughts again there. And what I've come to the conclusion is like the promise, the, the promise, the premise is similar to Snowpiercer, but I think the difference is with Snowpiercer they're on this train that is structured in this way, but then there's a story that happens in the train, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, it's nearly like, what is the story in the platform is just the the the, the location in Snowpiercer, you know what I mean? Whereas in the platform, okay, like okay. that whole people above and below, that is kind of just, that's just what the story is. And you're like, okay, you okay. know, I get it. You know, the somewhere above and they just really find different ways. It's nearly like looking like it's nearly like a visual thes- thesaurus of um, ways to just re say like people who are above are better off than people who are below. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's the okay. whole, the whole movie. Um, like it's, it's, it's good. You know, it's fine. It, as I said, it's an hour and a half. It's a Netflix film, but like, it's mm. just a bit, you know, 
silly and nearly it, like they, they, they kind of put in some bits that I, I think are meant to be quite symbolic that just aren't yeah 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 like there's a thing about a panna cotta where like the panna cotta is the most the most um decadent piece of food on their on their table of foods and the people below never mm-hmm. ever get to eat the panna cotta and there's just this whole thing about panna cotta and I'm like oh Jesus like <laughs> come on um, but then <laughs> also as I was saying like like you, you, have you seen Snowpiercer? Yeah yeah I've seen Snowpiercer I really like Snowpiercer Me too but I, I, in, again okay, listen to my okay. message I'm like would I ha- would I have actually watched Snowpiercer if it was just like a, a big universal blockbuster and it was all in English and if if yeah. if I heard that there was just a new universal picture about a big long train and it didn't have the mm. foreign aspect to it i don't know if i'd watch it which yeah. is kind of stupid on my yeah, part I, I think that was a really good point you made like uh because when you when i heard the concept i actually didn't know platform was a foreign film i mm. just saw because you know when you scroll through netflix it just shows you the the concept or something like that Mm-mm. it shows you the a short trailer but it doesn't give you sound and i saw the just the kind of platform moving up mm. and uh and i was like oh that looks really dumb um mm. like a real cheap kind of ooh uh idea but uh, but then when you said it was a Spanish film, I was kind of like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> oh, Spanish, yeah. huh? <laughs> it's stupid. I don't know what it is, but I guess it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's like if Porco Rosso was a was a, a new Disney movie, like I really doubt I'd watch it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's dumb, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, it's so true. stupid. <laughs> Foreign stuff is cool. Like, it just it is. It's hard to say though. It, there, there is just often a, a strange spin on on how uh how other countries can can make things not that american yeah, or english films like aren't some good. sort of exoticism to it like um like if if uh if you just have some american saying the panna cotta is just the most beautiful food yeah yeah it's just so beautiful instead of like a spanish person going like el panna cotta yeah eh. yeah and i i don't know any spanish <laughs> yeah it's um uh, mu- it's la, la. Ela mucho uh, nurituro. <laughs> what food is? They're like, wow, that's fucking profound, man. That's fucking profound. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> it's um, it, it's cool. Like, it's it's another one that kind of is all takes place in in one place, and I quite like the kind of it, it, the cells, the way that like the the hole is in the middle, so you can look all the way down through the whole prison, through the center, mm. and the table of food goes up and down. That looks kind of cool. Um, and I mean, there's mm-hmm. some, there's some gore and some, some fighting and some, you know, like it, I, it didn't get to like 90 minutes and I was like, Oh, I want this to end. You know, it was just kind of like a throwaway movie that well, like I watched, uh, okay, okay. it definitely wasn't, um, it wasn't, uh, my, uh, sorry, I was trying to think of some football thing that I could use to link this to the next film, but <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a fucking, it wasn't a hat trick. <laughs> no, you you should have used the ninety minutes thing. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, yeah. I'll st- set it up again, okay? Okay. How long is this film? Ah, uh, it's just ninety minutes. Like it's, I don't even know how to use it. It's like the length of a football match. <laughs> <laughs> It gets it done. It gets it done in ninety minutes. Um, so I suppose that's a good thing about it. Another uh, thing that gets done in ninety minutes is football, and one of the greatest footballers of all time is Diego Maradona, nice. which is the title of the film that I watched this week. Excellent. Um, yeah, was that excellent? I'm not sure. Uh, no, it was but good. Yeah, I watched uh, Diego uh, Diego Maradona, which is a film uh, about you. You know it, Diego Maradona. Uh, made by the same director of Amy. It's a documentary um, chronicling Maradona's period in Napoli uh, during the 80s and um, early 90s. Uh, And I watched it a couple of days ago uh, with Anna. So this is what I thought. Hey, I just watched Diego Maradona, uh, the film that came out last year by Asif Kapadia. He's the same guy who made um, Amy. And Senna, you know, Amy, the film about uh, Amy Winehouse. This is the same kind of style as that. It's a documentary about Diego Maradona, um, mainly focusing on the, I think he spent like eight years in 
um, Napoli. He, he goes to Napoli and it's sort of that period that he has there. And it's using only found footage. So like they don't shoot any footage for the documentary. They just use footage that exists already. And, um, and they kind of cut it together and tell the story of Diego Maradona, who's one of the most famous people ever. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of really, really, really interesting footage and you can kind of just piece together the story of his life by using stuff that's already been made and interviews that he's already done and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I, th I thought it was, I thought it was really good. I really liked that style. Amy was, um, an amazing documentary and this is kind of similar in that style where it kind of takes a figure who's just too famous, you know, who just has too much fame and it's just impossible to deal with it. Like Maradona seems like, you know, they have this whole narrative that there's two Maradonas. There's Maradona, who's the big star and the famous footballer. And then there's Diego, who's sort of the ordinary, humble, shy guy who isn't really interested in being famous. And it does a good job of telling the story of how you have Maradona, who's a bit controversial, and Diego, who kind of doesn't want to be, um, who doesn't want to be so famous or whatever. But without without Maradona, you wouldn't have like this amazing footballer who's the greatest footballer ever and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it was, re it was really good at telling that story and just the amount he gets hassled. There's so many scenes where he's just walking and there's a uh, hundred people all just trying to touch him and grab him. And it looks so suffocating and horrible. And there's honestly like, I don't know, we saw 10 or 12 clips of that exact kind of shot where he's trying to walk into a car, he's trying to leave his gap and he's just being swarmed by people. And you just have to imagine that was what it was life like. Life was like every single day. And you can see how that would kind of have a negative effect on someone because he eventually starts going a bit wild. But anyway, I, I thought it was a really good film. Um, it does that thing that I watch it with Anna and, and, you know, she's not that into football, but it tells a story about a footballer, but it's not necessarily about football. So I would recommend this film to you, even though, I don't think you're such a big football fan because it, it's more telling the story of someone who's who's dealing with extreme fame and is in a, a really difficult situation rather than, uh, you know, telling the story of some really good football matches. <laughs> yeah. Um, good film. Stay, stay, staying with me, some of the some of the things that that happened in the film, some of the scenes, uh, obviously the footage is incredible. Um because you're documenting this person whose life has just had so many ups and downs and lots of downs, really. He's had mm. a really tough life and he's not a perfect human being. I think, uh, I, w I think with Amy, like she was so young and kind of a, much more a victim. I think Maradona was also guilty in many ways of, uh, the situations that he ended up in. And this mm. film kind of also, gives that side that like, you know, this is why someone makes these decisions and this is how someone gets into these situations. Mm. Um, because his life it really became a real fucking mess. I, um, <clears throat> I Googled Diego Maradona and it said his net worth, like his net worth, like how much he's worth is like a hundred thousand, which just seems so low for someone what? like him because apparently he owes like 50 million in taxes to the Italians. So his life oh has kind of really been very tough. Wait, um, is, is he still alive? Yeah, he's still going. He's still going. Oh, nice. And what what's good about this film is I think that uh, when you have a life that's as long as his and has so many incidences, like, I mean, if you look at his Wikipedia, it's just like endless incidences of controversy and stuff like that. What they've managed to do is just choose a period, a confined period, and tell the whole story of, of, of his life just by looking at a specific period. Mm. I think that documentaries often fall into the trap of just doing an entire lifespan thing yeah. and just talk about the person's life as a whole. But they ignore huge parts of his life. Like um, he was the manager of the Argentinian football team. He uh, played at Sevilla. He played at, like football. He had a comeback. He got kicked out of the World, uh, of the world Cup. They ignore all these kind of things mm. and, just, um, and just focus on this and say, this is the story of Diego Maradona. In this, you have the whole narrative arc of his character. Mm. And it's really well done. Really well. Yeah, really well it sounds made. interesting. And you said like it, you don't, you wouldn't necessarily have to be into football or anything to to like it. No, not at all. No. And like I think, I think everyone likes seeing uh, clips of people just saying he was just the best. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like he was like 
he was just the be- there was no one who was as good as him and then there's yeah. clips of him doing ridiculous things and i mm. think we all kind of like seeing that where you're like there's just there's some people who are just the best yeah it is no i agree <laughs> not uh not dissimilar to porco rosso in ways but he is also just the best and they're all like oh he's he's mm. simply the best <laughs> <laughs> come here what a it it didn't mention at all what um, Maradona's favorite film is, did it? Maradona. Um, his favorite movie. Uh, I actually happen to know this. I actually did a little bit of research beforehand, and I heard that he was really into Japanese animation, uh, specifically from like the 60s and 70s. Mm. And I remember reading one article where they said, where Maradona says, beneath it all, um, my favorite film of all time is Akira. Which coincidentally is the, is the film that you're about to review now. <laughs> Don't quote me on it's that. Such a coincidence that uh, that's a that is a, a funny one. The um, well, yeah, I did. I did happen to watch uh, Maradona's favorite film, um, and this is what I thought of it. So I just watched the legendary Akira for the first time. Um, yeah, amazing movie. I mean, it's crazy that I haven't haven't seen it. Like I really felt when I was watching it, like, Jesus, what have I, what have I been doing? Because I I've seen so many films like it, and so many, um, you know, I love so many films that are clearly like heavily inspired by it, and that's kind of like the one. You know, it's like, I don't know, it's like saying like, oh, I love gangster movies, and you haven't seen like. I don't know, The Godfather or something, I feel like. So when I watched it, I was really like, ah, oh. like it just looks so good. The, the the music and the the visuals in it are so nice. And like, especially considering the time um, it was made, like it just looks so amazing. And whatever, you know, technology they used to make it, it's like crazy to think how they even went about making that film. Um, I'd heard in advance that the plot was really hard to follow. So I made like a real effort while I was watching it to like, okay, that's that guy, that's this guy. Like I was really trying to to understand what was going on and um, it was going quite well until maybe like an hour in and then it all completely fell apart and I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Which is kind of a weird thing with those films. Like it's the same with Ghost in the Shell. They, they're both like what, an hour and a half long or something and they just pack so much shit into it. Um but it, that's also kind of a weird thing as well. Like, and I feel with, like with those films, people who love them, like people who are like, oh, I love Akira. And you're like, oh, what's it about? And they're like, oh, I don't fucking know. Like the plot, I don't understand the plot at all, but it's deadly. Like uh, there aren't many films. I feel like that can maybe only really happen with anime films. I don't know. Because just so much of it is in just how deadly it looks. Um, but yeah, the uh, it was so cool. And the ending was was class. And there was loads of like really cool stuff that i haven't seen before you know when you watch a film like that like maybe even like the godfather and certain things happen and even though it's your first time seeing the film you, you specific scenes you're like ah that's that's what that there it's you know that's what that thing's from you know what i mean or like you kind of recognize certain bits whereas at this there's just loads of stuff that's completely kind of new to me and i was like whoa this is fucking crazy <laughs> but uh yeah, it was deadly. Like, it's pretty heavy. You know, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't just slap it on, 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 you know, on a Sunday evening quarantine, but it's, uh, it's deadly. It's, it's, it's really good. I liked it a lot. Would, would recommend, but you should definitely go in not expecting to, to really understand what the hell's going on or certainly factor in like 15 to 20 minutes afterwards to go on forums to just like decipher what the hell you just watched. <laughs> There we go. Okay. Yeah. It's good. You, you've seen it, haven't you? Yes, I have. And uh, what what did you think? I do not like Akira. I don't like it. Really? I don't like the movie. Yeah. Why? <laughs> what, what, what about it don't you like? It's basically, you nailed it. I'm surprised that you even mentioned it in, in the review because I was like, is he going to say it? I think the plot is it's garbage. It's, I don't think there's a story there and it's like I think it, it runs for about 
for me, I was watching that film. I remember watching it going like, when is this thing going to end? It feels so long. But I think mm. it runs about two hours long. Yeah. And um, I think if something's going to look cool and have cool shit in it and have good music, I think you can take me until 90 minutes. But after that, I'm just like, man, what's going on? And it really, yeah. towards the end, it kind of just becomes a big thing that happens in a lot of anime movies where it's just a big fucking gloopy monster that's eating up the whole city Mm. fighting another kind of gloopy and it just kind of got a bit for me i was like i can look at it and recognize that it's really influential and very important film and a lot of stuff comes from it and the animation is really good but uh i wasn't i I didn't enjoy watching it really that's that's fair like i mean uh, yeah i can see how like for a film and i i would definitely say anyone who says it's their favorite film like um kanye west I don't really understand. Like, I don't think it comes down to a matter of of not understanding it. I I don't think there is enough material in there for the plot to be understandable by anyone. You know, what I, mean? I don't yeah. think it's a case of like, oh, I didn't get it. It's like there's not uh, the the plot dissolves into into mental shit at the end, and you're just like, what the fuck. <laughs> And you kind of do think you know what's going on. But it, 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 loads mm-hmm. of people have explained and like there's lots of stuff in forums where people are like, oh, if you read the, uh, it's because they condensed the, the, the mangas, the comics into a film. Like that's not really an excuse. Like imagine if yeah, like, yeah. imagine if like Lord of the Rings, they just cut out loads of like essential chunks of the, the plot just to make it <laughs> short. And they're like, oh, you just, if you want to understand yeah. this movie, you just have to read the books. Like, I don't really think that's much of a, an excuse. <laughs> it does look no, great it's though. it's definitely not. It, it, it looks yeah. really good. And I didn't really, because I kind of went in expecting not to understand this. If you just take mm. every scene kind of a face value and go like, all right, here we go. Another fucking crazy thing. Um, yeah. Is good. Like, some of it's deadly. Like, the opening scene is so cool. Mm-hmm. Like, with the bikes and it's shit. It's true, yeah. And it, 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 uh, yeah, I, like, I, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I probably wouldn't watch mm-hmm. it again for a while, but I definitely liked it. And even after having read the plot, I still don't really understand it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> can you set up the plot a little bit for people who haven't seen Akira? Yeah, I mean, so like, I could tell you from what I remember, it's just like bike gangs and weird science experimentation or something. Yeah, so it's like it's like Neo Tokyo. It's like Tokyo. Well, it looks like it's in the future, but it's actually like in the eighties, I think. And then it's like this bike gang, and then um, what what happens? Oh yeah, they are driving around, they're like fighting other bike gangs and shit. It's all looking really cool, and then they bump into this weird like old man child who has like mm. seems to have like some kind of psychic powers and then one of their members of their gang oh man i can't really remember what it's about to be honest <laughs> <laughs> one of the members of their gang like interacts with the psychic child and then he gets put in a facility where they're doing tests on his brain to see about his powers and it seems like they're keeping Mm. these like psychic children in this facility to do something maybe to do with the military or something and then (laughs) (laughs) it's what's porco rosso about what's porco rosso about it's about a pig flies a plane (laughs) (laughs) that's (laughs) That's literally it. <laughs> yeah. Opposite um, end of the spectrum. Well, no, I mean, yeah, yeah. Akira is obviously, I think Akira is obviously like a huge film. It's very important. And uh, it's it's like in terms of like the animation and the music and, and everything, it was like, it's an amazing piece, but I didn't really enjoy watching it. I don't know. You did though. Yeah, I definitely did. Like pure visual and music and stuff took me took me across it. And like I guess like it, it, you could nearly split it into chunks where like maybe you understand specific chunks but not how they relate to the previous chunks, you know what I mean? Like mm, minutes yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand what happens between like the 30 minute mark and the 1 hour mark, but I don't understand how that relates to what happens immediately after or before. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, you're like, oh, he's like blown up into a giant like monster thing now, and he's like, there's like a nuclear bomb going off or something. You're like, I don't know why that's <laughs> happening, but all right, at least I've established that that's happening now. <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, it's yeah. it's good. What would you like of all like what kind of like of the serious kind of anime genre, not not the Porco Rosso end? Would you be much of a fan of those kind of things? I would. Yeah, I think. Uh... I assume my favorite animes would be I think also Porco Rosso has serious elements to it I think I know yeah, it's true. like silly but there's like there's some sad elements to it but like mm-hmm. Grave of Fireflies I think is one of my favorite um and I think that uh I didn't like The Wind Also Rises uh which mm. is a, kind of a more serious film by Miyazaki but generally I like the more playful ones mm. um but I do I know I, I think Grave of Fireflies is is one of my favorite films I've never um, heard of it that that's the one about uh, World War Two. Oh. It's uh, also Studio Ghibli. It's it's the saddest film I've ever seen. I think oh. one of them. There's a Great. moment in it that that really will. I mean, I challenge you now. Okay, this is for next 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 week's podcast. I challenge you now to watch Grave of Fireflies without shedding a tear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> challenge accepted it's just what i need and, uh, anyone at home can also accept this challenge Give and if you, li- if you lose the challenge you have to send us pictures of your tears and we'll put them on our instagram <laughs> <laughs> i will say uh akira falls into the category and it's it's on its own in this category of films w- which i would get a poster of in my room but not like yeah as in, not like like I not like the film, but would get a poster of it in my room. It's yeah, because it just looks so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's cool to like it as well. Be like, oh, Akira, I love it. Like, yeah. I'd like. Well, I, I do like it. So, but I, I definitely want an Akira T-shirt. Like, I definitely <laughs> like that. The yeah, um, be good. There's a cool one you should watch called Perfect Blue, which is like an anime film. It's quite serious, but it's like about um. It's about a, 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 a lady who's like in one of those idols bands, like a pop band. And then she quits okay. the band because she wants to become an actress, actor. And uh, one of the, a weird super stalker guy who's obsessed with the band isn't, isn't mm-hmm. at all happy about her leaving the band and starts doing some okay. weird things. You should that check that out. It's, re- it's really good. It's, it's like, it's one of the ones that's like an anime film, but like, the plot is it could very much just be a, a live action movie but it's it's great okay that's good i like ones like that have you seen paprika mm. yeah i have yeah 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 that's kind of same i also didn't like that so much um, I, and i thought that I, I, the same reasons i didn't like akira i'm gonna be honest i didn't like that as much as i sometimes pretend that i do mm. to people <laughs> <laughs> so i was like yeah that film's so good but like i kind of didn't really like that movie that much <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I feel like Pretending it's kind of like things is a key part of film discussion. <laughs> absolutely. Like there's some films you just can't say you don't like. Yeah, yeah. Loved it. I love that. Oh, it's so we did, good. We are, we're pretty brazen about how we hate There Will Be Blood though. Mm. Um, which I think is probably a film that you I wouldn't go around telling people that, but well, I, I've announced it on the podcast, but I feel like that's a film that you should like. There well, will be blood. That's, that's, you know, they're, they're Kanye West's two favorite movies, Akira. I think I said that in the recording, did I? Akira and, Jesus. Uh, Akira and There Will Be Blood are his two faves. So you and him would have Me a lot to. Just would, we'd not get on at all. It's just Me another, another reason I, mean, why I already Kanye. know that from. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps calling and I keep saying, I'm busy. He's, he keeps setting up a Netflix party and going, man, come on, let's watch another film. And you're like, Kanye, it's like, not working out. Kanye, not happening. You're Chicago. I lived in New York. It ain't happening. <laughs> the classic Chi-Town <laughs> New York rivalry. <laughs> you're deep dish and I'm regular New York slice. <laughs> yeah. I'm a thin crust man. The, uh, what, what, what do you call, uh, what do you call a, New, a New York base? It's just tr- traditional base, is it? Yeah, I don't really know. I, 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 when I said your deep dish, I was like, oh, I've dug myself a hole here. I don't know what you call a New York slice. So I made up the phrase New York slice. <laughs> I think that's a thing, though. The, speaking uh, of pizza. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of pizza, uh, it comes from Italy. And um, and the <laughs> the next film that I'm 
going to review is also from Italy. It's a film called Loro by Paolo Sorrentino, Italian okay. director. And it's a film about Silvio Berlusconi. And this is what I thought. Was that a good link? Mark? It was. It was great. I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm doing okay here with the links. You're killing it. Yeah, it's um, been a role reversal. Just watched um, Loro, which is a film by Paolo Sorrentino. I think Loro means them in Spanish. Well, I don't think. I know. I googled it. <laughs> and it's uh, by Paolo Sorrentino, who did The Great Beauty uh, a few years ago, for which he won uh, the Palme d'Or. So he's kind of a really well-regarded uh, Italian director, one of the big directors in the world who's made some really good stuff. And, um, and this film is about... Silvio Berlusconi, who is the Italian media tycoon and politician, and it's basically talking about talking about it was studying Silvio Berlusconi and the character of who's maybe one of the most uh, powerful figures in Italian society, and uh, it's a really good movie, very very rich and deep and uh, heavy, um, really sad. Like, Berlusconi is kind of known for being a really controversial character because he's just known to like be, like having sex with loads of very young women and, uh, and partying and basically being a bit of an authoritarian figure who does whatever the hell he wants and kind of controls everything and has absolute control over his whole life and Italy's life and he's kind of treated like a king. And you really get that in this film, like everyone's kind of treating him like some sort of god or some sort of king because he's extremely wealthy. And uh, and basically the film is kind of set on these islands. Uh, I think it's it's on Sardinia and there's this guy who really wants Berlusconi's attention. So he he um, he makes a party with all these women and there's so many shots. If there's one criticism of, of the film, there's like so many shots of of just women um like in bikinis and stuff and like making out and stuff and really ridiculously beautiful women. Um, and after a while you're kind of like, okay, do these really, do these shots really need to happen. But I think that they, that they're there because, um, to show kind of like the perspective of, uh, of Berlusconi and people like that and how they view women. Um, because he's like a massive sexist and, uh, yeah, it's kind of, I think the first half of the film kind of builds, the character of Berlusconi up so that you understand how important he is and then the second half kind of like breaks him down and it's a pretty uh it's a pretty horrible portrait um of a man who's like you know extremely powerful and rich and you know the prime minister and stuff but seems to live a very vapid empty existence <laughs> but uh yeah like the shots the cinematography in it is some of the best I've seen really amazing stuff. The acting in it is second to none. Um, and there's some scenes that are very kind of like, there's a scene at the very start where, uh, like a lamb, not lamb, kind of a, a sheep goes into his house and just dies. There's a lot of scenes of kind of animals dying and they kind of work really well as, um, metaphors for the plot as it's going on. And there's a few other instances of that where there's these scenes, they're all shot in real slow motion with really dramatic music behind it and um and it works really well as like a metaphor for the for the theme or the plot that's going on the music in its class there's really good um music anyway uh i think i described it i watched oceans 11 the other day and um and i watched this and i liked oceans 11 but i also like this and how i describe oceans 11 is like a really nice packet of crisps but this is like a five star restaurant amazing meal which is like full of flavor and stuff so it's like really rich and full of flavor whereas um so it's not like a packet of crisps you can't just eat it you kind of really need to sit with it it was a little over long just like this voice message so i'm gonna stop talking okay that was a very long-winded review <laughs> no it was, it was good there's a lot to say it was it was rich and full i would say it was a rich and full review yeah yeah <laughs> did it's, you like my food comparison i did yeah yeah, i did a lot yeah uh, that sounds that sounds cool it's not at first for a while i thought you were talking about a documentary but it's it's not it's it's actors no 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 it's actors it's really well acted um, yeah and, it's uh it's uh, basically i think 
Um, Berlusconi is maybe the most important or most significant figure in, in Italy over the last 30 years. And um, Sorrentino is maybe the foremost director in Italy at the moment. And what he does with his filmmaking is he takes these really big characters and he's done it before with other political figures. Um, and he kind of dissects them. He puts them on the surgery table and really runs through them and mm. tries to go to the center of their character. And it's kind of a useful thing to do. It's it's probably similar to someone writing an important biography about a person. Um, mm. And that's what he does. But he uses film as his medium to kind of look at Berlusconi. And it's quite a negative lens. I mean, he's he's the Trump before Trump, you know, and mm. he's still around. And he, he, he was in power for 11 years and he's still a, a political figure in Italy. Uh, he's he's, he's an e- a member for parliament. So he's still around. And it's mm. really important to kind of look at these figures who who are in society and have are hugely powerful individuals and kind of take a critical eye on them. Yeah, yeah. Especially if they control all of the media. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> so, so does. where does it where does it kind of it finishes up like uh like now or where does it finish up? No, it it, it actually doesn't. Uh, it it kind of is set around I think 2006 or something like that where mm. Berlusconi is in opposite opposition um and he's lost the he's lost the election election by a small margin there's six senators who are who he wants to swing over to his side so that he can actually become prime minister again and mm. he's kind of he's kind of looking at himself and his abilities and is he still relevant he's just lost it so he's kind of wondering who he is but he's also like the most arrogant figure in the world Mm. and uh, has like a (laughs) has just a super kind of god complex about himself and then um and that's kind of backed up by how people treat him and he's and then he's having this relationship with his wife which is breaking down and uh, she's really well it's really well acted by the two berlusconi and the wife and um and she kind of cuts him to pieces and you see both the incredible salesman, which Berlusconi is, like he's really good at convincing people. But then you mm. also see the f- very deeply flawed character that is him. And um, yeah, mm. it's it's a real, like, it's not something you just stick on because you're like, uh, it's not like yeah. the platform or Ocean's Eleven. It's not like something you stick on. But if you want to see a very uh, capable film and, and a really capable filmmaker's hands, I'd, I'd recommend watching it. And it's yeah, enjoyable it as well. A- it's, not, it's not unenjoyable. Whoa. It's really enjoyable. It's fun. It's funny. I I, uh, I just like typed it into Google there. And you know the way if you kind of hover your mouse over a, a video, it kind of does a flash through of like, just kind of shows little mm-hmm. stills. From, and it nearly looks like Wolf of Wall Street or something. Like when you do that, it just looks like it's like parties. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, yeah. It's, um, that's, that's the one it's thing. Funny. There's probably too many shots of that. <laughs> It's funny that uh, what you said about like it getting criticized for like, it's it's obviously making a point about how much time he spent with like scantily clad ladies. But by doing that, it shows a lot of that. And then that's like a, a problem in its, yeah. in itself kind of, it's, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it reminds me of, um, there's a film called Cannibal Holocaust, which is, goes down for being one of like the, the most horrific horror films ever made. But the film is supposed to be, um, it's supposed to be like a a kind of a satire or 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 a comment on people exploiting like tribes or or recording documentaries but kind of coaxing certain situations to arise to film them in yeah. order to 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 get their documentary material um but then like in 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 making this satirical film they actually made a pretty hideous film themselves so it's kind of uh, ah, it's kind okay. of skirting on skirting on that kind the, of thing what's but perhaps the name on, of the film cannibal holocaust <laughs> that's really weird that's the same name as my mom's book club oh really man maybe uh <laughs> maybe she uh it's the most <laughs> maybe cannibal um, holocaust yeah does she Jesus. like uh she like that film maybe <laughs> no man that is a hell of a name yeah cannibal holocaust jesus it's not a you would um, not you would not enjoy it there's a <laughs> okay. there's a really sick scene where a man gets his willy chopped off which uh is not nice okay. <laughs> again a very similar to my mom's book club yeah um i assume there's uh, no uh 
Yeah, it's a gore free the the Berlusconi. Laura, where does that name come from? It means them. As I said, I googled it. As all. It's uh I'm not sure what the title means them. I mean, it it could refer to Berlusconi and how he views other people because he's like mm. them as in the others. Uh but it could also be from the perspective of the viewer and you're kind of looking at them as in this kind of elite class of people who just live in, in a really disgusting decadent way. What mm. what this director is really really good at is showing let's say there's a party where it's all these beautiful women and it's in Sardinia in a wonderful multi-million mansion and they're all like you know having a great time and there's music and there's ice cream and all this kind of stuff and it manages to show this really filmed amazingly with really cool music and then you look at it and on the one hand you're like that looks like a really cool party but then like in the next moment you're like that also looks like the worst existence ever and all those people look really really sad um, and it's it's really it's really amazing to be able to do that uh, yeah. to see like really cool situation, but just be like ah, that, those people look really depressed. Yeah, <laughs> but they don't know they're depressed. <laughs> like that was something I feel like I feel like maybe Wolf of Wall Street was intended to to do that, but I think a lot of people came away from Wolf of Wall Street being like Jordan Belfort's fucking legend. <laughs> like I don't think yeah it, uh, yeah yeah yeah. It actually, I I think like it. it it does. It's a good comparison, Wolf of Wall Street, because I think it does what Wolf of Wall Street didn't do, um, which is kind of come down hard on 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 the the people, come down hard mm. on them, and just be like, "Those, this is not the way you should live." Mm. Uh, whereas Wolf of Wall Street, it just ended up being a glorification, even if Scorsese yeah, didn't want very to do much that. So. It's just what it was. <laughs> Yeah, I think there was like a. I think there was some attempt to wrap it up and make it look like it wasn't. Uh, a good time for him at the end but i think at the end what a lot of people took away from it was like whoa being rich and wealthy on wall street is like the best thing ever um <laughs> but i suppose do you, do you think do you think there's any hope for uh like do you think there's any possibility people would watch laura and come away being like whoa berlusconi what a legend um no there's one scene where his wife tells him that she wants a divorce and uh and there's definitely moments where you you go oh you know I can see his skill and and you can kind of relate to him, mm. but I don't think that's a bad thing. I, I and I don't know I don't think it would be possible for people to watch this movie and go wow Berlusconi what a fucking stand up guy, <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> what a legend. Yeah, he has my vote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez. No, yeah. I think that'll be very difficult. You'd have to be a really weird and kind of messed up person to think that some people are do do you know <laughs> do you know the um like what is the, i always wonder with films like that like the legality like do, or, or would they have to get permission from his estate or whatever to to make a film like this can you just make a film about anyone I, you want and too bad like or or i think uh i think that it would fall under defamation and like um like if they said something about berlusconi that was untrue he could mm he could bring it to court um, because he could say it's damaging his character. But if the stuff is all true, there's no, there's no case. Mm. So I could make a movie about Mark Byrne and say, um, you know, Mark Byrne has ran two marathons and uh, Mark Byrne is a vegan. But if I start making documentaries about Mark Byrne and say Mark Byrne is like, uh, Mark Byrne ate a pepperoni pizza last night, you could then bring me to court and say that was defamation of my character. Okay. And if I could then prove that you did eat a pepperoni pizza, you would then have to give me the money. And mm. I would I would also make you get, give me a pepperoni pizza as well. Mm, I wouldn't. The would would <laughs> but like surely like a lot of it is is you know what took place in in private homes or private places. I I, I always wonder like how or even mm. like um with uh what was that one called with the the Fox News shit that went down? I reviewed it. Bombshell. <laughs> Bombshell. Like a lot of that, like things that take place behind closed doors or with Berlusconi, things that happen in his house. I always just wonder what the legality of, mm-hmm. of like writing dialogue, literally putting words into someone's mouth in a private situation. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting thing. Like it, it would seem weird to, to, yeah. to, to, 
to give the tick of approval on a, a scathing portrayal of your life, but I suppose it must be allowed. I don't think, yeah, yeah I think like it's, it's up to him to, um, it's up to him to, like, there's a certain amount of freedom of speech as well. But it, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did try sue them. I mean, he could, but mm. if you look at his Wikipedia, you can see that he has about 10 outstanding um, high profile legal cases of his own. So uh, oh. I think he's he's paying lawyers double time. So I don't think uh, he's got his hands he's full. Maybe the richest man in Italy. I think uh, I'd say he's got his hands full and he's probably tired of seeing the inside of a courtroom. So uh, I think mm. Paolo Sorrentino is safe for the moment. <laughs> for now yeah it's gone on the back burner <laughs> we'll, we'll sue him later the uh so what uh what have you got planned now for the next for the next while any other uh films in, in the pipeline in the in the queue <laughs> <laughs> my roommate has this funny thing um ty who uh every morning he uh i get up early and i'm sitting down drinking my coffee and ty like every morning he just goes so uh what are you up to today and it just feels like such a such a, a shit question because I'm like, man, you know what I'm up to? Fucking nothing, okay? <laughs> Stop asking me that. Nothing. Um, yeah. Absolutely. You're basically looking at my plans. This uh, Sitting here in this mm. chair uh, is, is the as far as I go today. Well, <laughs> mm. uh, in terms of films, um, I think... I'm going to go and I think I'm going to continue on the uh, stream that I was on, which is watching kind of entertaining films like Oceans 11. I might go through the rest of the oceans and then I'm feeling like I might find some franchise and go through the whole thing. Like it could be Lord of the Rings. I don't think I have a big enough screen to do Lord of the Rings, but I might do something like Star Wars or James Bond or maybe Jurassic Park even like, why not? Um, Mm. I'm kind of in the mood for those. kind of. Sadly, most of it's crap. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. The uh it that's that's a nice thing to do actually. And I've been saying I was going to watch Star Wars for a long time. Um mm. but I actually got uh did I tell you I got Disney Plus? Oh yeah, how much is Disney Plus? I I don't know. I I I was given I was very kindly given a password to it by my uncle. Um Ah, okay, yeah, okay, I have okay. that. And what's on it? What's on that shit? <sighs> Uh, all the Disney films, loads of National Geographic. To be honest, there's actually very little on it that I, I have any interest in watching at all. But um, one okay. thing that is on it is every single episode of The Simpsons ever made, which uh, of which there are... Are you kidding me? Yeah, of which there are over 600, which is fucking blew my mind. <laughs> but I've been watching that. Um, I've been watching that. I just started season one, episode one, and I've just been tapping through it. It's so nice. It's so okay, good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, I think you should definitely talk about that on your TV show podcast. Uh, but this is hey. a film podcast, Mark. Hey. <laughs> also, Tiger King. Tiger King's another one worth watching. But here, we'll leave that to another time. I'm also, what about video games? Okay. Do you play any of those? I don't have any. I don't have any video games. I was playing uh, when I was out in my parents' house before I uh, before quarantine. What do they call it? BC before Corona. Uh, mm. I was in my parents' house and I started playing some video games there. I played Assassin's Creed. Oh, I yeah. thought it was fucking. I thought it was bloody brilliant. It's set in, in like <laughs> Sherlock Holmes, London. So it's like, hello, governor. You've got to kill Charles Dickens. Is there? He's like, you've got to kill this little boy. And you're like, wow, he's a ghost. That kind of Wait, thing. Charles, <laughs> Charles Dickens is hiring assassins to kill children in the game. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm mixing <laughs> plots there. <laughs> Charles Dickens hired I'm plots, <laughs> paid for the murder of many children in England. <laughs> There's definitely a guy at the writing table there who was like, guys, did you. Are you sure we want to do this? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, there's no evidence like that it's is definitely remembered for other stuff. Mm, there's no evidence that he didn't do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, okay. You know, here we are. I think we're I think we're I think we're finished. Okay. Um can we talk a bit about social media? If you wish. 
Okay. Uh, social media is this new concept that uh, a lot of companies have got behind. It's um, you go online and you can chat to your friends and uh, you have like your profiles and share photos and videos and stuff. And we just think it's a really cool thing. You should all get involved. Yeah, it's really nice. If your friend goes on holiday, you want to see what they're getting up to. They can put up pictures. If you're, you know, if you're at home during the coronavirus and you want to chat to your friends you you use social media <laughs> what's your favorite social media mark i would say uh, right now i'm following at mk ultrafilm on instagram which is a photo sharing okay. platform i'd really recommend that mm-hmm. and that's actually the only one i follow because that's the only one that we have <laughs> at, at mk ultrafilm on instagram um mk ultrafilm at gmail.com sadly we're, we actually have forgotten the password for the for actually Email. all of the accounts. Um, so once that's rectified, we'll get back to, uh, yeah. we'll, get, we'll, we'll handle all the requests. But yeah, send us some, uh, send us some messages on social media, um, pictures of your TV. Um, yeah. yeah. And keep those hands clean and keep, keep washing. That, keep that two meter distance if you must go outside, but ideally stay at home and watch movies watch movies and keep just keep watching them okay choose just bye